Hello, and welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Thursday, March 11, 2021. Topics on today's episode include servicers watching interest rates, my interview discussing the nuances of underwriting, and the whiplash in the bond market this week. I'd like to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Candor, a newer company that's getting a lot of buzz. They offer a dynamic underwriting engine that eliminates the underwriting bottleneck. With all the hundreds of thousands of borrowers around the nation left to refinance, lenders are understandably concerned about mortgage rates creeping higher, removing swaths of rate and term refi candidates. Of course, companies with servicing are watching the balance sheet value of that asset increase nicely as rates move up once again providing a hedge against declining margins or volumes. Industry analysts point out that smaller servicers may be priced out of the market due to rising servicing costs, however, and lenders are looking at other products, like HELOC programs. For the latest on broker and lender services and products, jobs and events, and training to close out the end of the week, visit robchrisman.com. It's been at least a decade since a groundbreaking new product category has been introduced to the industry. I wanted to bring back on Gina Choi, Candor's chief product officer, to discuss how early adoption can bring the highest ROI. Gina, what are some misconceptions about the underwriter's jobs? You know, uh, there is a bit of misconception of how underwriting happens, thinking that it is just a set of specific tasks, right? And underwriting is much, much more than that. You know, the, the talent of underwriters, I don't think it's as widely known as to really what is really robust because they're looking at a file from end to end. And what I mean by that is really from top down, who are the people that are applying for loan? What is the makeup of their finances to be able to repay this loan? What is our credit risk on lending this loan? And are there any nuances where any of the data doesn't match up what the loan application is stating? So are, are there any supporting documents that conflict with what I'm being told is appropriate for this borrower? And it's not as as simple as where you can just say, okay, well, for every loan, you're going to break off this specific piece and then ship it out to underwriter A and this piece. There's task-based models, um, understood 100% in regards to that. But when it comes to saying that an underwriter can just do checklist items one through 10 and that to be static across every borrower is a bit of a misnomer. So it's just similar to in a Rubik's Cube, everyone may start off in the same place. And if they are able to complete it, they end up in the same place. But the number of twists and the way that they go about it and their journey to get there is all different. At the end of the day, what Candor does, it takes a look at all of that, does it in an automated fashion and gives you a much quicker output. And as impressive as Candor seems, there there have to have been some challenges with with bringing it to market. Uh, Can you talk about any of those? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So bringing something new to market is exciting and it's very fun and it piques a lot of interest. But on the flip side, anything that relates to change also sometimes has a bit harder turn in regards to gaining a high level of business adoption. So at Candor, what we really, really focus on is not only from an onboarding perspective of getting your technical requirements integrated and that we're we're passing data back and forth and there's no issues there, but we really heavily focus on getting your business workflow and business adoption to a point where you're successful. So our client success is our success. So if I give you a hundred percent product, but you only get a 30% adoption rate, I am not winning 
at all. There's something wrong. I, I need to fix that because there's something that I'm not conveying across enough or something that we're not providing enough where you're getting a higher adoption rate. So if I give you you know, 100% product and you have an 80% adoption rate, I've made no change to the product in itself, but how it's being rolled out, how it's being delivered, how it's being implemented, we definitely are um, highly integrated with our clients for to make sure that they get the most ROI on you know, the return on their investment, they get the biggest ROI. But not only that, that they're also, their users like the idea of candor and that they don't, they see that it's a tool to help them fund more loans in a more efficient and quicker manner without having to do more work. So we're all about work smarter and not harder. And so with candor through the implementation process, that is probably the biggest hurdle that's for me being on the product side of where I really try to focus on is what can I do to make this product to be the simplest and easiest way to implement to give you the highest business adoption possible? Because it's not something that can just be constantly running in the background. It is interactive with your users. So you want to make sure that the users who are on the ground level from loan to loan understand the product, understand it seamlessly, is easy, easy to work with, and that they appreciate it and they like using it that it's making their workday much easier. Gina, thank you very much for coming on the Crispin Commentary Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Lenders were mostly focused on Fannie Mae restricting selling options yesterday, but mortgage-backed securities and treasuries continued to switch from bull steepening to bear flattening. Whipsawing around this week after yesterday's treasury sale of $38 billion tenure notes saw much better demand than what the market feared after an abysmal sale of seven-year notes two weeks ago. Separately, the consumer price index reported containing no surprises, but inflation was cooler than expected and remains largely unchanged, rising 1.7% year-over-year, 1.3% excluding food and energy. The Fed prefers to focus on the PCE index. Regardless, we are yet to see the recent inflation scare reflected in the numbers. Finally, U.S. President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill passed the House, clearing its final hurdle. Fannie Mae announced that because they are subject to new PSPA limits of 7% on their acquisition of second home and investment mortgages, they will begin to monitor volume in relation to this limit for individual sellers, effective April 1st across cash window and MBS. Specific penalties and enforcement measures on these limits are currently undefined, but it is assumed there will be significant price deterioration on applicable loans delivered beyond these limits, if they remain eligible for purchase at all. This new limitation will likely open a path to a greater number of non-QM and private label opportunities. At this time, Freddie Mac does not have any new announcements to share. Today's economic calendar is underway with the latest European Central Bank monetary policy decision and discussion of buying more bonds, as well as domestically with initial claims for the week ending March 6th, in at 712 k down 33,000 from last week, and continued claims for the week ending February 27th, registering at 4.14 million. Later this morning brings Jolt's job openings for January, Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey for the week ending March 11th, and results from a $24 billion 30-year treasury bond reopening. Today's mortgage-backed security purchase schedule sees the desk conducting the last two operations on the current schedule, which total up to $5 billion. We begin the day with agency MBS prices up, better by a few 30 seconds, and the 10-year yielding 1.51% after closing yesterday at 1.52%.
Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. The wise old mother superior from County Tipperary was dying. The nuns gathered around her bed, trying to make her comfortable. They gave her some warm milk to drink, but she refused it. A nun took the untouched glass back to the kitchen. Remembering a bottle of Irish whiskey received as a gift the previous Christmas, she opened and poured a generous amount into the warm milk. Back at Mother Superior's bed, she held the glass to her lips. Mother Superior drank a little, then a little more, then a little more. Before they knew it, she had drunk the entire glass down to the last drop. Mother, the nuns pleaded, please give us some wisdom before you die. Mother Superior raised herself up in bed with a pious look on her face and whispered, Don't sell that cow. (laughs) Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. Want to know more? Go to candortechnology.com. Tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.